it's funny like how everything comes into comes into play like everything kind of falls into place I should say I was talking to one of my clients and she actually brought up the uh, a little bit of the topic of shoes and she was telling me about how she was over here in a conversation in the airport about a lady and her shoe game now it's kind of funny because this particular client I, I, I love her to death I love her to death because she's really like followed my teaching so to speak <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm a guru or anything I don't know any better way to say it but she's a yoga instructor and she's actually been using a lot of the techniques that I've been uh, using with her in training for training her clients so it's kind of a cool feeling to you know that know that I have that I have the ability to affect people uh, that I'm not even really talking to you know it's like cool to have that like the friend of a friend having the effect of like what you're doing out in the world. It's, it's a good feeling. But anyways, what I do want to talk about is um, the fact that she has, she's very happy about the fact that she's in, in grown her fitness knowledge and has understood a little bit more about like what the body is doing when it's moving. Because, you know, yoga is one thing, but when you're moving out in space and you're moving in the real world, it's a little different. Yoga moves are yoga moves and they're very good don't get me wrong, they're not bad, they're very good, yoga has its place, but however, in the, at the end of the day, uh, a yoga instructor is a yoga instructor, and a personal trainer is a personal trainer, and a physical therapist is a physical therapist, and a doctor is a doctor. Everybody has their specialties, everybody has their perspective and how they view the world. Now, obviously, the best thing is to have try to get all of those perspectives combined into one, so you can have a complete perspective, so to speak, and... As I said, you know, it's really cool to see the, uh, this yoga instructor client of mine being able to see the world outside of the yoga-colored glasses, <laughs> so to speak. So anyways, back to the story. So she was tell- we were talking about shoes, and she was telling me a story about how she ran across this lady that ha- was having some foot issues as she ran. Now, she was a distance runner. This lady ran maybe, uh, she ran, you know, half marathons, 10Ks, stuff like that. And she was saying that she was uh, recently having some foot issues. Now, my client, I've been kind of, I've been getting in her ear about how important shoes are. She's listened and she's now definitely understanding how important shoes are. So let's say she's really, uh, really kind of adhered to this whole, uh, she's adhered to my preachings of her her necessity for new shoes. Let's put it that way. So anyways, because she had that in mind, because that was her uh, activation system, when she heard this other lady was having problems with her feet, her first thing was like, well, you need to check your shoes. And that is a very good call. I will say that is a very good call. I wouldn't say that would might that I wouldn't say that could be the only call, but it's a good call. It's a good first call. That would be the one of the first calls I would say too. However, I would also listen to what the person was saying that they were doing for their workouts. Right now, obviously, this is I'm not poo pooing my my client at all. I'm saying that she did a great job, and I'm really proud of the fact that she could quickly identify that that might be an issue. However, however, there's more than just an issue. Now, this is why this is an addendum or supplement to yesterday's podcast episode because I did talk about shoes and how important shoes are for your feet and how it's it's good to have shoes that support your feet that can give you balance and don't like change your gait because that can obviously lead to injuries another thing that could lead to injuries though is not being strong when you are a runner a lot of runners are runners that go out and do a lot of cardio because they want to stay thin and they don't really lift weights they don't do any weight training or resistance training you know maybe you might have an affinity for uh 
uh, for something, or maybe you not an affinity, the opposite of affinity. <laughs> maybe you might be a little bit of, um, you may have an affliction, that's the word, you might have an affliction uh, in respect to lifting weights, so like resistance training could also be something like body weight training and stuff like that. Uh, it would be something you can consider, but the fact of the matter is that if you're not strong enough to t- handle what you're putting your body through, you're going you're gonna to experience some issues. So in this particular case, and we're going to kind of, we'll break this down and then we'll just end the episode here, or whatever this is. <laughs> we'll just call it a supplement. But this particular lady, after she told me what else she was doing, I had an idea. I had a better idea of what was going on. Obviously, because I'm not there, I don't have the you know 100% like this is it. But I've seen this enough times to where I can say this is probably the case. With most runners, people that run over like 6K, or excuse me, not 6K, but 6 miles and up, they have that issue. And that, well, not most runners. Most runners that have this issue, I should say, have an issue also with their strength training. They're not strong enough to lift their knees for that amount of time. So what happens that, at least with the uh, tingling in the toes, if you're not strong enough in your hip flexors and your abs and your quads, what happens is that your back starts to take over. Because you don't have the strength to lift your knees up, what happens is that you have to almost lean back. You have to lean back, arch your back, to make it a little bit easier to lift your knees. Now, you can imagine if you're going for 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 26 miles with your back arched and absorbing impact in that already arched back, what's going to happen is that you're going to have some pinched nerves. You're going to have some tightness, some tenderness. Your muscles are going to spasm, and you're going to have uh, some issues around that sciatic nerve. I'm sure you've heard of sciatica before. Uh, You're going to have issues around that sciatic nerve. We're going to get more uh, vague than that because uh, a lot of people just like to blame that on sciatic nerve. So we'll just say that you'll get a lot of, you'll have a lot of issues in a lumbar spine because the lumbar, lumbar spine, your lower spine, is going to be putting in extra work because your hip flexors aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing and your quads aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I see this in so many, so many people. This is like the number one issue for a lot of runners. They don't have the abdominal strength. They don't have the leg strength. So what happens is that they're just like literally just throwing their bodies out there step by step, miles at a time. And yeah, you can take it for a while, you know, but I would say that's not something that you should be trying to do. And I talked about this in yesterday's episode. Like you can try to cushion your body so like when you run into a brick wall, it doesn't hurt as much. Or you can strengthen your body enough to where you won't run into brick walls at all. Or at least if you do run into brick walls, you'll just graze them because you'll be so agile, so to speak, right? Not agile like in literally, you know, literally like grazing walls. But what I'm saying is that like if you're strong when you run, well, then you're not going to have that issue where you're going to be like getting injured as much because of the fact that you have the strength to lift your knees, you have the strength to like control your abdominals and your breathing, you're not arching your back, you're not stomping because you're because you don't have the the balance. So like there's a lot of things that go into running, but I want to just say this that like as as I said as a supplement to yesterday's episode, shoes are a big part of it, but a 
even bigger part of running is actually being strong enough to run. And I just want you to really consider that because I think it's like something that a lot of people overlook. A lot of people think they want to just work out and they want to just get in shape and do cardio because doing cardio is going to help them lose weight or doing cardio is going to help them trim up. And that's true. It does in a way, but you can't consider you can't continue to do cardio without weight training because your body breaks down. And if you eventually have nothing to break down, well then you're gonna, your body's gonna break down itself. You know, you're like your joints and your your joints and your and your ligaments, they're gonna start breaking down. So you have to build up your muscles so that you have something to quote unquote break down. I mean, it's I'm making it a lot more simple than it really is, but I'm just trying to explain this in, in a way that like everybody can understand. It's like you can't just do cardio because you're gonna get hurt, no matter how long you've probably been doing cardio, even if you haven't gotten hurt, which I highly doubt unless you just consider walking as cardio which you know even in that case you could probably get hurt so the thing is that you want to be considerate of the fact that you are doing something to your body that breaks it down when you're doing cardio and the only way you can like continue to do that is if you have some kind of mass to break down you know like you can only burn so much fat and besides the best way to burn fat is to have muscle because your muscle not that it burns fat, but your muscles, they require more energy than fat. So because the muscles require more energy, if you really are looking to burn fat, quote unquote, you should look more so to actually gaining muscle. Now, are you worried about being bulky? I had a client, a new person that just came in yesterday. She's a woman. She's like, oh, I don't want to be bulky. And I'm like, look, I've seen women that have been training for God knows how long, lifting heavy weights, and they're still not bulky because at the end of the day, if you don't have the hormones to get big, you're not gonna have. You're not gonna get big. It's just like if you're not black and you're listening to this, and you, you don't have the melanin to be black, so you're not gonna be black unless you get in the in the sun. But as you know, if you're doing stuff that you're not supposed to be doing and trying to get results that you probably sh- quote unquote shouldn't be getting, I've been using those quote unquote today a lot. But <laughs> if you're getting results that you shouldn't be getting, then it's gonna harm you in the long run, aka skin cancer. So. You know, do it right. Get yourself in strong. Get yourself in shape. Not just cardiovascularly, but also like muscularly. Get some muscles. Make sure that you can handle the load that you're putting on yourself. Uh, that could have been an episode in itself. Uh, that might be something for later on. Hey, maybe I'll record a later, a later episode. Who knows? Anyways, that does it for my uh, morning because it's about 12 o'clock now. So my morning is done and it's officially afternoon. Uh, I'm going to continue with my day and work. I will put this out here probably as like an Instagram post of some of some sort and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it on Instagram or iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to this. Talk to you soon.